Today on Media Lair Sandwich, we talk to Tony Mallow. He does convention, he does comics, he's done freelance work for Marvel and DC. He used to do some sketch cards for them. He he's done many things. He's even doing a catering service now. So we're gonna talk about freelance and hardworking and really doing the old school style drawings and, and even teaches some art. Uh, I love this interview. Check out what Tony Milo has to say. And no, I didn't change my shirt super fast. I just forgot to do the teaser after filming. But you got it now. Welcome to Media Lure Sandwich. With me is Will from AllAboutWilliam.com. I'm Scotty Miley, better known as Toden from Toden.com and YouTube.com slash K. If you're listening to us on the podcast, remember there is a video version on YouTube. You hit subscribe and then hit that bell because, well, YouTube hates us and otherwise you might not know that, you know, we came out. Um, with new episodes. Came out with new episodes. There we go. Uh, and, of course, you can find all our previous episodes at MediaLitterSandwich.com. And with us today is someone who I followed uh, maybe a little too closely uh, some years. I did have to call the cops at one time. Yeah, but you had a new... You didn't release a new Gapo in, like, three weeks at that point. Yeah, well, we, that's, all, that's all changed now. <laughs> we have, and I believe I'm saying your last name correct, Tony Maialo. Yes, very good. Where's the applause button? You got it right. <laughs> So you're always working on a billion things. Uh, let me try to go through the list here. You're comic book artist. Yes. Writer. Yes. Actor. Yes. Uh, event organizer. Yes. Um, cook. Yes. Um, what am I missing? Uh, I don't know. I think I think that's that's everything right now. I, with the cook is going to be uh, as catering also. <laughs> so. Wait, so you're not kidding. There's actually catering involved now. Yes, now I, I'm I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be starting uh, catering probably uh, in spring. Yeah. Wow, the guy that does Gapo the clown is <laughs> serving food. This is as bad as when the uh, we're talking about the movie Rideshare. We have the director and main actor from a movie about. Um, a murderer from Uber and Lyft, and we found out that everyone involved were Uber drivers. Really? <laughs> and we well, found out he was an Uber driver. I, I promise right. my, my food will taste better than, uh, has better taste than Gapo. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay, so let's start off. Gapo is a... Gapo is a comic strip that I created back in uh, 2004, and he is a uh, just a drunk, miserable, disgusting clown who hosts the top-rated kids show on television. And because he's on TV, the public loves him. But everybody who works with him knows what kind of a just horrible human being he is, and they all hate him. So Crossy the Clown, After Hours, I'm more of an R-rated Simpsons, yeah, and he's the main character. Kind of, kind of. It's 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 my, my kind of uh, take on celebrity, you know, mm -hmm. how... You know, when celebrities are on, you know, they're on TV, they, everybody loves them. So that's kind of how it got started. Okay. The I whole clown I... thing is just a coincidence because I honestly, when I, when I, uh, thought when I came up with the character, I always thought I'm like, oh, it'd be funny if there was a, a, you know, a kid's TV show host that was just mean and nasty. And I never put the clown together with the Simpsons. And it's funny cause I'm a huge Simpsons fan, but I didn't 
You know, I didn't equate the two when I was developing this, the strip. Okay. See, with me, I grew up with Bozo. Um, not even okay. the local Detroit Bozo. I was watching the Chicago Bozo. And that's why I was like, oh, I love Bozo the Clown. Of course, this is more like Krusty. Because I thought Krusty was just an imitation Bozo. That, well, that's what he would. Krusty is based on Bozo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they even did a whole episode on uh, Krusty syndicating out or franchising out and having other people be him. Right. Which is the whole that, idea that's behind what happened Bozo. That's Bozo, yeah. Uh, for those that are not over the age of 30 or 40 or however old you have to be to know about Bozo the Clown now, um, that's what Bozo the Clown was. Uh, I never I never got into Bozo, I, uh, luckily. I, I really don't like clowns. I, I think they're jerks. I don't <laughs> like them. But you know what I did have? Uh, they kind of, they had brought back Howdy Doody. They do this. This was when I was a kid. I remember that uh, maybe it was reruns of the old. Ha- I don't know, but I just remember Howdy Doody being on TV, and I hated Howdy Doody. And my dad would tease me that I was scared of Howdy Doody, and he he went so far. This is why I have such a twisted sense of humor. My father went so far as to find a little like plush Howdy Doody thing to put in my bed at night <laughs> <laughs> to scare me. <laughs> Hey, dude, the howdy doody thing is creepy. Looking. It is. It is oh, a creepy looking thing. But I just, I just didn't like. I just, I don't like marionettes either. I'm just, you know, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm, I, I'm a hard. I was a. What's going on? I'm looking for marionettes in here. No, no. I mean, I mean I, no, it's not like I'm scared of them. <laughs> I'm not scared of them. I just, I don't, I don't enjoy watching them. You know, okay. I don't find them. I don't find them entertaining. You know, I don't find puppets except for Sesame Street. I guess. Well, I like, I like Muppets, but. Uh-huh. The the Punch and Judy type puppet shows that they you used to do at like kids parties and stuff. Okay, yeah. I, I never found that entertaining either. I remember as a kid going to a party and you know they would have stupid little they'd have the clown or they'd have the puppet show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just I hated it. I just it's <laughs> like ah, I'm, I'm gonna go over here and eat pizza. You guys you know you watch your dopey puppets. Okay, so you have some new stuff from Gapo. First I do. time in three years. First new. Gapo material in three years. I yes. mean, I used to read Gapo when it was a web comic. Right. And it was like twice a week, I want to say. Once yeah. a week, twice it's, a week. It started off once a week. Okay. Then it went to three times a week. Then it went to two times a week. Then it went back to once a week. Then my uh, website got hacked and I lost all of my, all the, whatchamacallit, the archives. Okay. And the server wanted to charge me like almost three hundred dollars to recover everything. And did I'm you like, have a um, backup somewhere? I had, but I had backups. I have everything backed right. up, but just to recover the web pages and all that, and you know, to bring the site right. back to life. So I was just like, so that I, wow. I let the site go, and and the uh, so the you know the strip, the web strip stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's published by uh, Caliber Comics. And we do, uh, like, we just uh, nationally distributed uh, Gapo Big Fat and Greasy uh, earlier this year. And that sold pretty well. Uh, Next year, we're going to re-release the Volume 2, which was the start of the color strips. And then hopefully by the end of next year, I will have Volume 3 finished, which Mm -hmm. will also have, it'll have the strips where the... The website ended, okay, which was right in the middle of a storyline, and that will I'll finish those out. There'll be a bunch of new material in there, so 
that's when there'll be a, a lot of all new Gapo material coming out uh, at the end of next year. In addition to what is already out, which is the Gapo the Clown Christmas special. So the Christmas special is already out. It's out. Yes, we had an event on December second, mm-hmm. uh, a Christmas party uh, at a friend of mine's bar, uh, the Silver Ballroom in Wyandotte. And I produced a brand new Gapo comic just for that event. Uh, we had a, a few, you know, because of the print run, we have a few copies left, which I'll be bringing around to uh, to Comic Cons. Um, but it's the first all new Gapo material in three years. Wow! Now, when you say Comic Cons, you're not talking trade shows. No, you're talking about real big Comic Cons. Right. I mean, and that's pretty much you've. Okay, so you don't have a day job. No, this you is what I do. You actually live off your art. Yes. Wow. You know, how do you do that? Um, I have a very supportive wife with a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's it's a lot of work. It's a, You got to be dedicated. Um, you got to be committed. Uh, I spend, you know, I don't just do comics. I do, I do a lot of other stuff. I mean, if I just did comics, especially doing what I do, my, you know, my style... My comic book style is very cartoony. I remember you used to do uh, Marvel sketch cards. Yes, I uh, and that I did was that directly for, a while. for Marvel. Yes, that was for Marvel. Yes, um, I stopped doing that. Um, uh, someone sort of credited you for maybe bringing you know, well, Spider Ham was coming back, coming back out, and you're one of the first person redid Spider Ham. I did, and yeah. Hulk Bunny. I was, I was probably the first guy to do Spider Ham uh, in like decades. <laughs> So, but yeah, I um, I loved it. I love that. You're very proud concept. of Hulk Bunny. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I used to do a lot of lot of sketch cards for you know Marvel products. Uh, I did some for DC. I did a lot of Star Wars uh, for Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't do I don't do sketch cards anymore. Okay. Um, I do a lot of uh, just commercial work. I do a lot of um, uh, logo designs now and advertising art. Uh, so that's been keeping me busy, and uh, uh, commissions for paintings, um, can, you know, canvas acrylic paintings, and uh, I've been doing you know art shows and things like that a lot uh, lately too. I'll have uh, pieces in the Dirty Show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in February. So um, that's that's a lot of fun. It's you know it's it's very different from from the comic work, and you know. Doing yeah. pictures of you know Spider Man and now, do you have stuff. a partnership with like local art gallery? I know you do a lot with one local. Art I do, yeah. Um, Rocket uh, Rivers Edge Gallery in Wyandotte. Um, my you know my uh, one of my best friends is the uh, gallery director there and uh, co owner, and uh, he he's really pushed me to you know really concentrate on uh, my fine art and, and do a lot more in that area. <laughs> Because you did fine art with Gappa with him sitting in a nice chair. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, well, this is, I mean, true fine art, you know, watercolor. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so, so I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of that stuff lately. So that's, that's fun. That's been very uh, rewarding for me creatively, too. Whenever so. someone says fine art, I think of like think Mona of... Lisa with like a mustache <laughs> and the eyes are meant to follow you everywhere. <laughs> I threw some googly eyes on, on like the old uh, uh, farmer and his wife, and that's yeah, fine uh, art. Amer- American Gothic, yeah. You American glue those Gothic. googly eyes on there and, uh, and, and it's good, good to go. go. Yep. 
I mean, I heard Mona Lisa. The only reason Mona Lisa ever got popular was because someone stole it because no one, it wasn't a very popular piece. They stole it and then it got into all the newspapers and then it became popular because everyone kept talking about it. It could be. You know. I know. I never heard that. I'll have to look into that. That's, I mean, but that is a, a very valid point. Yeah. So um, would you like us to go and steal all of your art? That'd be great. And then, you know, you just make a huge fuss about it. And then we'll, like, put, we'll do something public. Like, we'll put it on public display, like, three years later. Just leave <laughs> it in a park somewhere. You know, just <laughs> under a homeless man. Like, he's using it as a bed. This, this art was recovered as this homeless man was bedding down on it. He he found the warmth of this clown to be very soothing and it uh, helped validate his life and just have this, like, real uplifting story and there just be gaffo all over it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I still have... Do you remember the banner I did? Uh, remember when you you made that video with all the 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 panels from the comic strips to the song? Yes, uh, yeah. Bringing sexy back. Yes. I just found I was cleaning my studio and I found the banner of, of Gapo <laughs> sitting there with his hand down his pants and bringing sexy back. You know, <laughs> on the. Uh, uh, that video is not on YouTube anymore due to oh, copyright. No? Um, oh, because the song. It might be private. Yeah. I think I privatized it, um, but yeah, it's not public. Uh, um, maybe I'll bring it back and put it on a secret YouTube channel that I may or may not have and will not <laughs> advertise. You know, every once in a while, you know, that's a good question. Every once in a while, you just get this creative niche. You know, you just get you this just want to do something. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, you know what? I just have to... You know, as an editor, I like I see something on TV. I was like, you know, I just want to see this collided with this, and I don't need to be credited. I don't care. I just want to do it, and I'll throw it out there. And if anyone cares, they care. So I throw it on my quote unquote secret YouTube channel. Um, and it, it, does everybody know about it? No, <laughs> no, I don't tell if anyone. People, if people that it's stumble me. upon it, then great. Because right. I don't. Yeah, people stumble upon it. I got. He's doing it. It's it's art. He's doing yeah. it for him. I mean, I got a few videos that on there that are like ten thousand views here, fifty thousand views there. It, it's it, I can't take any credit for it. How many people have done ten hours of uh, Groot and Batman going back? I am Groot. I'm Batman. I am Groot. I'm Batman. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the first person to to put that together and make a 10-hour version of that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember that. But for itches, I, I want to know one of your create Because you've had to have something like, you know what? I just want to create this. I just yeah. want to do this real quick. What what's? I know you've had to have a few of those. Um, I, you know, I mean, every once in a while, I'll, I'll do a, like a silly standalone uh, comic strip. Uh, I did one, it's called The Landlord. And it, it, I just did it because it was this stupid idea I had in my head. But this girl is in the first panel, you know, she's sitting on her couch reading a book. And there's a knock at the door. And uh, she opens the door and there's a zombie. And he goes, brains! And she slams the door in his face. Knocks again. And she opens the door and he goes, rent? She gives him a check. And he goes, Brains? She slams the door again. And that was the end of it. <laughs> that's awesome. So Zombie Landlord, that's the name of it. Zombie Landlord. 
So, okay. But I just had a stupid idea and I did it. Now, do you still teach? Um, I, I haven't had a class in a while. I substitute at Macomb Community College. Um, for you know, in the art department there, so I do that every now and now and again when they they call me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of, I think last summer I did I taught some summer classes and I, after years of saying it, I think it, that was going to be the last time okay. I did it. And these weren't college age kids; these were you were doing these like were kids. the summer camps were. Um, I finally got them to give me middle school kids because the. They were giving me little kids all the time, and it was, it was like babysitting, and it just, mm-hmm. oh, it was awful. And the kids would, yeah, they'd yell and they'd run around. Were they using crayons? No, they'd use. I brought art supplies in. They were using paints and markers and all sorts of cool stuff. Was it well, on but, paper or on themselves? It was on everything. <laughs> okay. The last artist we had in here, uh, Mark Blur, he just talked about how much he hated crayons in school. That's oh I really? Had. See, I didn't he mind crayons in school. Them. I, I didn't mm. mind them. I mean, when I was a kid, that's, I mean, that was kind of, it was a, an easy medium to get a hold of, you know? I mean, everybody always bought me crayons because they knew I drew. So, I mean, I had crayons all over the place. It's like now, now I have, I have art supplies kind of stashed all <laughs> over the place. So like, you know, if I'm, no matter where I am in the house, there's like a, a thing of pencils and paper somewhere and I could easily get to it. Yeah. Um, but the, just the, the kid thing is just, I just don't have the patience anymore. I, the older I get, I just... You know, the little kids was it was babysitting, and then the older kids they just don't care. You know, you spend you know you spend a half hour talking to them, telling them this is what you're gonna do, this is why you're doing it. I want you to try this. I want you to try this, and then they just put their heads down and start playing on their phones. And, <laughs> and it's like you know what? I mean, I understand that you're here because you you know it's summer and your parents stick you here because they have to work and they need to put you somewhere. But you know, if you could have chosen a different class, why waste my time? I mean, I, I got paid, obviously, to be there, yeah. but it just, it wasn't fun, you know, and it just, it gets to the point where you're like, all right, am I going to just go through the motions just so I can get the paycheck when I could be home being productive and doing something that's fulfilling my life rather than, you know, causing me to want to die early? <laughs> I luckily haven't had, didn't have that experience when I was teaching, but I, I wasn't teaching kids, though. I was teaching college students. See that's when I substitute. No. I'm subbing mm-hmm. uh, college classes, and that you know the, the kids come in, and kids, you know they're late teens, early twenties. They're, they're, they're I mean they're kids less- to me. I'm an old man, so. <laughs> but uh, you know they come in, they sit down, they have all their stuff, they get ready. I mean usually it's like a figure drawing class or something, mm-hmm. and so the model is there, and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, and it's you know it's fine. It's the way it should be. Um, you know you still get the kids with the high school attitude. It's like oh it's a substitute. I'm going to skip out. <laughs> Like well yeah fine skip out but you know you got to still got to do the assignments that you got to show the teacher when he gets back right. so I used to tell whatever. people hey you paid to be here. exactly that's do the thing you you're want. paying so I don't care I'm right. a sub okay. you want to skip out now go but you know the, when the other guy gets back he's gonna ask you where your work is <laughs> you know you, you mentioned technology you mentioned that you still you also mentioned that you have pencils and papers all yeah that. oh yeah so do you not draw. On like an iPad or do you Surface Pros no, or I don't, any of that? I don't use any of that. I, um, I had a, a friend give me one of those tablets to try and mm-hmm. I tried it and I'm just, I mean, if I practice with it, I'm sure I can get the hang of it, but it's just not the same. And I'm pencil and pen on paper. Everything I do is I draw on paper, I ink on paper. Uh, when I color, it's usually by hand. I'm painting mm-hmm. it or I'm using 
Prismacolor markers. If I have to color digitally, I do, but it's I don't know how to use any of that stuff, so it's not the best. I mean, for what I do with the comic strips, it's good for the comic strips, but if I was to do, uh, you know, a, like, you know, if I wanted Marvel caliber colors on my comic, I'd have to hire somebody to do that for me. Okay. I can't, yeah. I, I, technology is just, it's lost on me. And do you feel like it, it, it hurts, or? Do I feel like it hurts what? Um, anything. Hurts me? Yeah. Well, I think it, to, to a certain extent, um, I think... I'm a little slower with my with my output because mm-hmm. I do everything by hand. Uh, so I think that I you know hurts a little bit, um, but I don't I I don't miss deadlines. You don't it's, feel like you're beat like when you look at other comics that are obviously you know more you know done on a computer. You don't go well. Maybe my art's a little bit behind this. Or it's just, no, just it's you know my art is my art, and uh, I mean like you know I have a, a really good friend uh, Dan Darty. Uh, he draws on a tablet, and I've watched him do it, and and uh, you know he can control the line weight with the pressure he puts down, and on the you know on the stylus mm-hmm. and everything, and so it's it's kind of like he's using a brush when he does his his line work and all, um, which you know it, it's awesome. I mean, I think it's a fantastic tool because it saves a step. You know, he's able to to do an inked piece from scratch. And not have to draw it out first and then ink it. He goes, you know, he sketches it out on the on this tablet and then just inks the lines digitally. And, I mean, it saves him a ton of time. Uh, I just, I don't have the patience to learn how to use that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, the I mean, the old saying, you can't teach a dog new tricks. It's, I'm an old dog, man. I just. Yeah. Well, if it works, I mean. Oh, yeah, it works. I mean, it's, yeah. I think it's, I, you know, it's not like I think it's, it's bad. No, I mean, like if your, if your uh, style works. Oh, yeah, well, it works move. for me. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, yep. if I had, if I had nothing to do and I had, you know, all the money to buy all these fancy gadgets, I might get them and sit around and play with them. Yeah. But I'd rather be producing something, you know, I'd rather, oh, yeah. I'd rather make comics or do mm-hmm. paintings or to to sit down and learn how to use a new tool when I can do it already my way I'd rather what? just do it my way and so okay we've mentioned a bunch of stuff so what 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 haven't we talked about yet uh, event organizing yes um, I, uh, I well as you know in the past I was the co-promoter of Detroit fanfare and then I started doing uh, the Michigan Comic Book Expo. Which uh, there are several videos of that on uh, the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Toad and K. And also the, uh, good plug, by the way, uh, also the uh, Attack at the Yak wrestling. Um, so I ha- I don't have uh, my dates locked in. Um, I'm probably, Attack at the Yak is going to happen. I don't know about uh, Michigan Comic Book Expo next year. Um it just seems like I'm having a hard time getting people to come down to Wyandotte, uh for a comic show. Um, so I, I've been a little disappointed with the turnout. Uh, unless I could f- do something different or find a different venue. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's, it's I know it shocked a lot of people that you had the venue that you got. Because I know other people say, hey, I tried to get that venue. I couldn't even touch it. Yeah, well, I'm me, and they're them. <laughs> hey, it's Tony, you know. You gotta, you know. It's a certain cachet that comes with being me. 
<laughs> so yeah, so but uh, Attack of the Yak is, um, as a matter of fact, I just had a conversation uh, a couple of days ago with somebody about Attack of the Yak. So we, we we'll probably start planning that soon, and uh, I'll mm-hmm. sit down and you know try and lock down a date. It, it, okay, so it's interesting. Attack of the Yak and the Michigan Comic Expo, Comic right. Book Expo. Right. Uh, it combines comic books and wrestling. Yes. We did, um, we would do a, a traditional comic book show uh, with Artist Alley and vendors. And then I would bring in uh, wrestling celebrities, old, you know, mm. Hall of Famers. Uh, They'd be the guests, and then at night we would do a wrestling show, um, uh, XICW, uh, Extreme Intense Championship Wrestling, which is the uh, longest-running indie promotion in Michigan and some of the best independent professional wrestling in the whole Midwest. Uh, they would come and they'd do the show. And, I mean, they always blew the doors off the place. Yeah, I, I just like walking around and seeing a ring in the middle of the whole show. Yeah. You know, everyone, you know, people in cosplay are like, can we go up in the ring? I don't know. Go find Tony and ask him. I know, <laughs> I know the Michigan Jedi Association, like, we're, like, curious about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I'm sure we probably could have arranged something, but. Uh, oh, yeah, they're a stunt show now, too. So that would have been so Oh, the, the Jedi guys? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'll have to see about bringing them out next time we do something. Yeah, I but, think they're uh, only there looking for a costume contest. That, you, yeah, know, like, I, you guys are. Yeah, this is the thing. You know, we had a lot of people coming the day of asking what time the costume contest was. I don't run costume <laughs> contests. Nobody ever mm-hmm. mentioned, mentioned, me- messaged us, emailed us, or called us and asked about a costume contest. Everybody just assumes that it's a comic show and there's going to be a costume contest. <laughs> I don't run costume contests. I, to be honest, I think a lot of the cosplay gets in the way mm-hmm. at a comic con. I enjoy it. I think a lot of it is. I mean, some of these people are extremely talented with what they do, but as a artist who sets up regularly in Artist Alley, when you have your wonderful Hawkman costume with your m- your wings that open up and you stand in front of my table for 15 minutes to take pictures <laughs> i i don't want that you're in my way yep. you're stopping me from making money you guys got to be more considerate of the people around you i mean that goes in general everybody's got to be more considerate oh, of yeah. the people around them mm-hmm. but you know when you're at a con and you have that costume Go to the ends of the aisles. Get out of people's way. Get out of the way of the vendors and the artists because you're costing us money when yeah. you do that. Even as a camera guy, sometimes I got to be reminded of it. Like, oh, I saw something really cool. Let me grab it real quick. Sometimes it's like, hey, dude, just just, just hurry up. <laughs> the, uh, you know, if, you know, if I move. At least I'm not one of those guys because that's one reason I don't go to motors, you know, the one of the other big comic cons. Um <laughs> just see everyone there with the camera and everyone just all the camera guys block in the hallways yeah, it's crazy because they want That's, one person when we did when we did oh. Detroit Fanfare we had designated cosplay photo areas we set up step and repeat banners mm-hmm. where they can stand in front of and they'd have a backdrop and it was I mean I thought you know we handled because we didn't have a lot of space um, so we, you know I thought that was a great way of doing it having them having these photo areas Outside of the show floor, where people can go and get their yeah, pictures fanfare, taken with them. You can tell I, fanfare was built with publicity and press in mind. Every you know, we we would go. I mean, we had like 
sometimes weekly meetings to go over every little thing with fanfare. Uh, you know, we want, hey, we got an email about this. You know, how's this going to affect us? What can we do to make this happen? What? So we went over every, every, every aspect. Um, and, you know, we had, you know, Dennis, who's a retailer and knows what pretty much what the customers want uh, and has been at going to shows f- for decades. He know, knew what to expect in almost every situation. He knew what the fans wanted. Gary had been, Gary Reed, no. um, he had been putting on shows forever. He had been a publisher and a retailer. I mean, the guy knew every aspect of the comic industry. So, you know, I was the, I was the rookie going into that. And, uh, I mean, we covered our bases. We knew what we were doing. And uh, now it's it's a little different with the expo because uh, I'm, I'm doing just about most of it by myself. Right. Um, but uh, my hope is that I can I could change things up a little bit, maybe bring it to a different location mm-hmm. so that this way it's more centrally located for people to get to because uh, it seems people – uh, just everybody complains about Wyandotte. They say it's too far away. Um, I don't. I don't get it myself. I mean, it's a twenty-minute drive from Detroit to Wyandotte. I don't see how that's too it, far away from anything. You can't and that's win. that's on surface streets. Right. So I, I think if I could find a spot mm-hmm. like real close to uh, some, uh, uh, what what are those things called? Where you drive your car really fast on the road, highway, really close yeah. to real highway <laughs> exits. Well, yeah, maybe uh, when be fine. And then, south you know, and depending okay. on depending on the type of show <laughs> and what we're doing and the space we have, maybe if I get people. Uh, emailing, uh, was it mcbexpo at gmail.com. If you email and you request a costume contest, maybe I'll honor the request and we'll do one. So, but I, I have to know that there's, there's going to be a desire for it. Yeah. See, it feels like no matter where you have a con, oh, people are never happy. No, no. Like if it's in Detroit, oh, I, I, don't want to go to Detroit, you know. Even though it's a lot, it. It's, oh, now it's you know it's now it's so a little different better. than from when we did when we did the show in in Detroit, right? You know, it's so the past five years, so much has changed. So much yeah. has changed. Even oh. the past three. I was just years. at Cobo Hall for uh, the XICW's Cobo show, mm-hmm. and that place is it's completely different than what it was when we did Fanfare there. So yeah, I mean the whole I mean the whole area is just different now. Can't drive so. my car in there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I feel like I'm missing something. We talked about technology. We've talked mm-hmm. about oh, Rocketing Studios. Oh, there you go. Actually, I have a couple of a couple of comic yes. publishing things to talk about. First off, Rocketing Studios. Um, we are going to be releasing our uh, long-awaited supernatural anthology called uh, "Odd Tales from the Curio Shop." This comic book is going to star. Brian O'Halloran from Clerks. He is the uh, playing, quote unquote, playing the shop proprietor. He's the lead of the of the comic story, and so the character is based on him. And so he is going to be very much involved with uh, the release of the book and the Kickstarter, which we should be releasing in January. So. Um, the Kickstarter is pretty much going to be a uh, pre-order for the book, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll have opportunity to get all sorts of uh, exclusives like prints and book pl- signed book plates, sketch uh, copies of the book, and 
autographs from Brian. So uh, that, look for that in January. Um, I'll be promoting the hell out of that once we start that. Uh, my other uh, quote-unquote comic Wait, was it? I thought he wasn't yeah. even supposed to be there. Oh, he's always supposed to be there. <laughs> he just knows how to say his lines right. <laughs> but Brian O'Halloran it was Dante from Clerks. So you got you know, there's got to be a Clerks Easter egg everywhere you look. I, it, it, I, I, I'm not putting a Clerks Easter egg in the book. Okay. Purposely because the not even supposed to be here. Everybody's always asking to say it. Oh, yeah. So I'm just, you know. He's so amazing. He's like, yeah, oh, he's few, fantastic. He's one of the few actors like, oh, no, I was totally that guy. Yeah, no, he's, I mean, it doesn't bother him. I've, you know, I've talked to him about it and he's like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't bother him. He's cool with it. I mean, it bothers me. It bothers me. Uh, I, you know, I hate having to. To always have to rehash that stuff. So I don't want to put any of that stuff in the story. Well, I'm um, I still waiting to be for a certain standalone. Aladdin movie to come out so I could buy oh, well, that. It yeah, now. well, that, hopefully that'll be coming out next year. Uh, I'm wrapped. I'm wrapped on that movie. So mm-hmm. uh, they're, I think the, it got really cold really fast. And I know they had just built a big, giant outdoor set. So I don't know how much filming they got done. But I know it's almost complete. Yeah. So and I'm actually I'm filming another uh, movie now. What was that name? Aladdin. Aladdin thirty four seventy seven. Yeah, I know they they've been they've been chipping away on that for yeah. a long time. It's been it's been a lot of work. I mean, you, you once you see the sets in this movie, you'll know why it took so long. I mean, these guys, you know, they have one crew mm-hmm. and one sound stage, and so these guys would build the sta- build the the stage. And they'd film, and then they'd have to take it down and build the next one. So it's you know it's not like they have right. crews and sound stages and able to run back and forth. They these guys did everything themselves. So it's uh it's been a lot of a lot of work, and I give uh, Matt Bush a lot of credit for for everything that he's put into this. Um, I think if it comes out, if half of the passion that he's had for this project comes out on on screen, we're gonna have something really cool okay i'm sorry i know i totally interrupted your your kickstarter um so it so it's for an anthology book and it's yep. by rocket inc. rocket inc studios yes. okay so is that a new publishing company you're that's doing? uh well it's not new uh we've been around a while okay um we've done uh portraits of poe uh, oh, graphic I, novel. I do have that. I was looking for one of the books i have for <laughs> me i got that somewhere around here and uh we did um we licensed Matt Bush's property, Hollywood is Dead, and we did uh, a series of trading cards mm-hmm. uh, on that. And uh, this project right now, uh, Odd Tales from the Curio Shop, has been um, – we we brought on uh, quite a few artists to work on this, but mm-hmm. with you know everybody's workloads, uh, things get pushed back, pushed back. But we're, we should have all the art finished by the end of the year. And that's why we'll do the uh, Kickstarter in January because I want to make sure I have the book ready to go into production yeah. before we launch the Kickstarter. How many Kickstarters have you had? Uh, how many have I done? Yeah, have you? This is gonna be my done. first one. Okay, I thought you did a Groucho. Oh, not Groucho. Uh, Gapo. Gapo. Well, you know Groucho. what? Yeah, that. Uh, we. F- I remember you filmed that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I kept was like, "Hey, when do you want to do that?" Yeah, I thought, we, I, thought uh, I did see something on that. Because uh, the animation kind of fell apart on that. Oh, so, okay. All right, yeah. all right, all right. That, well, 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 that, that <laughs> never happened. But uh, we, another project that I'm working on um, is Top Rope Comics. And I'm doing this with uh, Dom Riggio, 
John Marroquin and Chris Sanchez. And it's going to be a series of graphic novels based on uh, a bunch of uh, wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So each each book will be a, a separate wrestler's story. But it's not... It's not about wrestling. None of the books will involve wrestling. Okay. It'll involve their character. And uh, the first book coming up right now is going to be um, The Mysterious Movado. And he is an Aztec warrior in this comic. And mm-hmm. he comes to present-day Detroit to fight uh, a demon god. And uh, that is going to be... That's actually right now in production with uh, two artist friends of mine... Uh, Bill Mouse and Mikey Bobinski. Uh, Bill Mouse did. Uh, he's worked on Zen, the Intergalactic Warrior, I believe it's called. Mikey Bobinski's been an inker for Marvel for the longest time. Yeah. It sounds like one of those uh, like wrestling back in the '80s storyline. <laughs> yeah, well, except that, like I said, there's, there's no wrestling in the book. It's we're t- we're okay. treating we're treating the characters as if they were. Superheroes, or you know, which, it's, which what it's they kind of were back. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, they were the golden age right, of WWF. Right. There were, you know, they're so, all larger than life characters, right? Which really led them to, you know, all the cartoon specials, right? And they're. T- I just recently seen the uh, WWE Scooby Doo, you know. Movie. Oh wow, yeah. Um, man, I, but yeah, we'll have. Uh, I we'll blinked, have... and there's like 50 new Scooby Doo movies out. <laughs> it, it all of a sudden got popular again so right yeah so but yeah we'll be uh, we'll be having some announcements on uh on different uh wrestlers we'll be working with we have uh right now four books in the works so oh wow yeah wow alright so I do have we have a quick uh segment called questions from a hat if people want to contribute questions, questions uh and if I do read the question you will get a shout out so when you submit questions make sure you put down your Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or Instagram or whatever, whatever you want, you want shout, shout out, out. <laughs> yeah as long as it's you and not hey or shout out Charles Trippy <laughs> as long as it's not one of those things now it's going to suck if Charles Trippy submits a uh, a question for the questions from the hat I don't know what that question was supposed to be. It just said no Wikipedia question, so I just threw it away. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> okay, so you're a cook and everything. Okay. Uh, if you could be any food, what would it be? Pizza. Ooh, good one. I'd be pizza. It's so versatile. Yeah. Everybody's answered pizza for questions similar to that from the hat. Yeah, I actually, I've thrown away that question too. I'm going to pick another question. Okay. <laughs> Man, I already answered that. It felt like, it felt like too much like one of those icebreakers when you meet up like <laughs> in, a, those, in a party where you're a bunch of strangers. We're going to ask the questions on these little cards. First, first day of class. <laughs> right. <laughs> they would, always, you know, they would like, tell us something you don't, they haven't told anyone else. Like anyone's going to come out like, yeah. The bodies are buried behind <laughs> my garage. <laughs> I always say, yeah, um, I tend to make up uh, my answers for really stupid party questions. And I could jump 50 feet in the air if you want me to. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one, I, when some, at school, somebody did say, answer a question. That, I'm sorry, uh, name no. something you haven't told anybody. And I said something about bodies being hidden somewhere, and my teacher just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you know you have a very full schedule. Uh, how do you fill the empty gaps in your schedule? 
I'm sure you probably create empty gas. Um, you know what? Uh, I like to unwind with this is I'm so old with some Candy Crush. <laughs> that's the answer that my mom gives. That, yeah, see, that's that's my my kind of like veg out thing is I'll I'll mm-hmm. sit and I'll play a little Candy Crush. So, uh, that's how I, I fill my little free time. Either that or I, I love watching horror movies. Anything mm-hmm. horror, really. Um, yeah, but so, I'll, you know, I have a giant horror film collection and I just subscribe to Shudder and some other horror channel. And okay. so I just, I watch whenever. I usually, if uh, when I'm drawing a, uh, anything, I'll sit in front of the television with a, I have a special little drawing table that I could put in front of the TV. If you're listening to us, and you guys see the video. The pantomimes are, are yeah, amazing. Well, so I put the <laughs> I put the thing in front of me and I, I'll sit and I'll watch horror movies and draw. Mm-hmm. I'm Italian. I talk with my hands. I can't help it. So I sit and I draw uh, in front of the TV and I watch horror films during the day. So that's Are you, are you, part you of a my... trauma fan? Yeah. Um, not as much now as I was uh, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um now I like I like my horror to be real serious. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it dark and grisly and. Does Saw movies count as horror? Sure they do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, where can people find you? You got like three things you need a shout out. I'm sure. Uh, you can find me at uh, Facebook, The Art of Tony Maiello. That's probably the best best way to get a hold of me. Uh, also on Facebook, Gapple the Clown. Uh, if you're interested in catering, you can go to Big Tony's Italian Sandwiches. Uh, I just need a big meatball sandwich. Now. Uh, I make I make. Look, I'm humble about most things, but I'm really arrogant when it comes to my meatballs, and I make the best meatballs in the state of Michigan. Okay, I know I'm dragging this out, but we, you know, we're talking one day, and you just came up with this funniest sketch: uh, a superhero that just pulls out meatballs out of his pocket. Oh gosh, I mean that was in Wonder World. We talked about that, <laughs> didn't we? Um, maybe, but we also talked about it at a street uh, fair. Uh, why oh yes, fair? yes, yes, yes. Uh, two years ago, maybe three years ago now. He's, yeah, he saved people with meatballs. Yeah, he just no, he just showed up and he just. <laughs> Handed the meatballs and left. I, I, right? I, Wasn't I, that it? Yeah. I, like I'm somebody, so... like they, this woman gets her purse snatched and the superhero shows up and she's like, my my purse, he stole my purse. Sorry, ma'am. He reaches into his pocket and he, he hands her meatballs. They're just dripping in sauce and he gives them to her and he's like, my work here is done, citizen. And he takes off. Just dopey. <laughs> oh, I'm, I was probably drinking oh, heavily. <laughs> Oh, your kitten's up in the tree. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Here, have some. Have some meatballs. Oh, I can lure kittens down from here. Oh, I, I guess you can do that. <laughs> Smart kid. All right. Yeah. I didn't think of that one. Yeah, street fair. Street fair tends to be a uh, just an inebriated blur by the end of it. Okay, so. Facebook for Gapo, Facebook for Facebook catering. For, the yeah. catering was was uh, Big Tony's Italian sandwiches. Yep, and uh, and the art of Tony Maiello on Facebook. You find all my artwork there. Uh, you can get in touch with me if you want me to appear at a con or if you want to commission me for work. Um, that's the place to go. And you travel all around, all everywhere for I cons. go everywhere. Yeah, I uh, just as a matter of fact today, I was just looking at my 
2018 uh, schedule, and I will be uh, down south a lot so far. I got to see what else gets booked, but I'm going to be I'm going to be in uh, Kentucky a few times I think this year. So yeah, I'm okay. Hitting the road, and of course we got William from AllAboutWilliam.com. I'm Scotty Miley, better known as Toden from Toden.com. We'll be at Taylor Comic Con, which Tony here would say is not a real Comic Con. It's more of a small trade show. But hey, we got a lot of cool vendors out there, and I believe we're doing a presentation there. Um, if you, you if you want to see that, you could go to uh, yourcomiccon.com or medialittersandwich.com to see where else we will be. And check out all our previous episodes, of course. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And may the algorithms be in your favor. Peace.